0: Welcome to Patent Pending. I'm your host, Gabriel Monkow. Today I'm joined at the top right by Peter Perry, video game enthusiast, retired broadcast talent, world renowned Shovel Knight Discord owner. At the bottom left, Spencer Walchan, longtime TSA member, audio bag guy, apparently, uh, and masochistic enough to come on the show twice. Uh, and Brent Platner at the bottom right, longtime film student planning on going to college for film, but most known for pulling rabbits out of hats. How you guys doing today?
1: All good
2: fantastic good
0: glad to have you guys joining me (laughs) so we'll just jump right into it then uh i think we have to start at the beginning right like how did you guys get into film how were the programs back then who was around and what kind of got you started and anybody can just jump in
2: i think all three of us are going to have very different experiences with that question because of our different times coming to pinecrest um i can start if anyone Okay, sure so uh, I started at film because I, um, I came to Pinecrest in first grade, right? And so my mom was a second grade teacher at, in the same year. And so her second grade teacher coworker was Mrs. Burgess. And so then because they were working in the same grade at Pinecrest Boca, they became good friends. And then we wound up hanging out with the Burgesses uh, quite a bit. And then eventually, when I got to fifth grade, before I got to fifth grade, Mr. Burgess was always telling me, you got to do the TV stuff. You got to do the news stuff, the film stuff. And so I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll do the morning show in fifth grade PCNN, which entailed of me um, doing various different jobs. because it was all run by lower schoolers so you can imagine that it was kind of hilarious but it was also every day in the in the morning so we got pretty good at what we had to do and so like I would I would go behind the camera and operate the camera I think I anchored once and it was a complete disaster uh and I mostly did uh the audio mixer uh it's like a little you know you know what an audio mixer is and then uh the TriCaster which was basically the camera switcher to switch like the different pre-made graphics and all that stuff so then after that I went into PCNN in sixth grade I did that throughout all of middle school in eighth grade I kind of led the team with Zach Goldstein and Gabby Coriati. then in ninth grade I joined PCTV because that's like the extension and I did not like PCTV I liked PCNN a lot but I did not like PC TV so I did that for like two years and I was like I wasn't into it so then Spencer told me about the film stuff and how great film studies was and film production I was like okay I'll do that so junior year I started film production and I had I had experience with film before that but that was my first like formal training in the realm of cinema um other than like the eighth grade wheel class that all the Boca kids did, that was a that was a trip. And so yeah, then I did I did film production junior year, film studies senior year, and then now it's all it's all gone.
0: How different is your experience, Brents?
1: I think the last two parts are relatively similar to Pete's, but the first part not so much. Um, I mean, I was at Pinecrest since pre-K, but I never really got into PCTV or PCNN or anything. Um, I was always really big into Legos and building Legos, and I still build stuff. All the nonsense behind me is Lego stuff. But um, I, around like middle school, I got really into making like, stop-motion movies with the Legos and kind of bringing them to life and taking just tons of little pictures and putting them together. And by like seventh grade, I went to this camp in Atlanta I forget what the university was called I think Kaiser University or something and it was a stop-motion camp and that was where I made like my first stop-motion thing that was like a minute long and that was really fun and so then that summer for like four weeks in the North Georgia mountains we have like a small place up there I made a claymation movie clay the movie that's like six minutes long and that was really fun. And it was about a little claymation figure going into like the human world and doing all kinds of ridiculous shenanigans and then going back and using a computer and thumbtacks and all kinds of human stuff. So that was really fun. And then during my first two years of high school, I I made a few quick stop motion stuff, but um, nothing that was really intense. And then I met Ryan Felberbaum at Pinecrest and he introduced me to Miss A and she talked about the film production class for junior year and that it was going to be a new thing and that I should do that and then film studies senior year. So I joined the film production class junior year and that was when I got to work with Mr. Boj, Mr. Burgess and all these guys and kind of learn the lay of the land. And then I went to... STN that year, Student Television Network, right? Um, For the first time. And I kind of nestled out a little hole for myself as like the audio guy for every single thing that our group did together with like their $20,000 audio bag, which like I guess that Pinecrest had, but not many people wanted to take it on. So whenever we would from then on out travel out to do a film project, I would always just use that audio bag, but I loved lighting and um, being behind the camera and stuff. But I mean, my number one thing with filmmaking is storytelling and um, piecing everything together. And then senior year, same thing, I took film studies and started to kind of understand how films are kind of pieces of art and understanding kind of subtext and intentionality in films.
3: Yeah. So, uh, also a uh, shout out to Ryan Felbergrom, uh, absolute legend. Um, but, uh, I, I started, so, uh, in middle school, um, I'd say in about like seventh grade, cause I, I came to Pinecrest in, in sixth grade, um, in seventh grade, I, I joined PCNN, uh, and I tried it for a little bit and I was like, oh, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, I could I could get behind this because I think you know my um, I, I know Pete was in Pete was in my class, but our, our math teacher was Mr. Spenson, and he was also the, no. the PC the PCNN guy, um, so I was already familiar with it. So I tried it out for for a year. I was like, all right, PCNN, like it was it was fine. I didn't really get like a super strong attachment to it. I knew Pete was in it, and you know, because he was he was already doing it for a while. He was kind of, you know, he was at the helm, uh, and I remember when I was setting up, I noticed they had um, like a, a, the PCNN film, you know, as like a separate thing that was only available to eighth graders. It was like, you know, it was like the holy grail. It was special. Um, so when eighth grade came around, it was like, you know, what, PCNN, you know, it's kind of boring. And they got, a, they got, a, you know, a bunch of people. You know, I'm sure they. I'm sure they're fine. I'm gonna try the film. I'm gonna try the, the PCNN film. Um, and I joined it, and there were a couple other like goons there. Like, uh, you know, there was Jimmy, um, Alan Yang, R.I.P. Uh, he was there. Uh, it was it was it was quite an interesting group. And you know, Mr. Spenson was uh, the main guy. And uh, it was it was very unlike unlike PCNN. I mean. I, like, PCNN was pretty freeform, but, like, PCNN film was, like, very freeform. Like, it, Mr. Spencer was basically just, like, you know, this is, like, how a film is supposed to be. What do you guys want to do? Um, and we just kind of got to do whatever we wanted. And it was cool because the films would get shown, uh, you know, at least some of them would get shown during the actual, like, PCNN broadcast. Uh which is pretty cool, and then in high school, uh, in high school I wanted to, to continue doing the film thing, and so I signed up for the class. Um, you know, I met I met Miss A, uh, and it was interesting because I, I think I me and Jimmy me and Jimmy did the film class route a little differently than a couple other students because we took both of the film studies classes uh, first. We took it. Freshman and sophomore year. And then in 11th grade, we did film production with Mr. Vosges and Mr. Burgess. Um, and then, you know, for senior year, I guess like optionally, like you could do like another continuation of the film studies program. I didn't have enough time in my schedule to actually fit it in senior year, but, you know, I still, I still, you know, I retained a lot of my knowledge from film and, you know, hopefully I can continue doing. Uh, continue to do some of that in college Uh, but yeah
0: so you guys seem like you had some different backgrounds before getting into film or what you've done since even but when you first got involved in these things what were you expecting and how different was it when you when you got involved like do you feel like there was a certain thing that you came in um thinking you were going to be doing and it turned out to be different than that or was it exactly what you thought it was
2: um, so for my, for my experience with, with all of that was basically when you were a lower schooler at Pinecrest, PCNN was like the coolest thing that there was. Like if you, if you were on PCNN, the like, cause they did it every week, high quality at the end of the day, like 30, 40 minutes of content and even if you look back and the quality wasn't amazing in hindsight it was legendary for lower schoolers because it's like wow this is our school but it looks like a professional tv broadcast and i think that that the value of that cannot be overstated and so because of how insanely good we all thought it was and how much we watched it we um when you could be involved in the fifth grade morning broadcast thing that they started um, pretty recently after I was in like third or fourth grade. It was a big, big deal. Cause even though it wasn't real PCNN, it was still the same graphics, the same studio, all that stuff. So we all looked up to the middle school PCNN. If you were on PCNN, if a PCNN guy came to your classroom and interviewed you it was like you were you were going to be a celebrity. Like you were going to be on the TV at the end of the week and everyone was going to scream when they saw you on the TV. Ah, Brents is on TV. Like Brents wasn't there, but you know. Um, so we, I got there and I don't really remember what I expected it to be because I didn't know anything about what they did. But the fifth grade experience was a pretty accurate representation of what it became in middle school, at least during the broadcasts, because we didn't produce the content other than anchoring and like the live part. We didn't make the pieces. That was the middle schoolers mostly, because we were in fifth grade. We didn't have like a class for it. We went before school, it was all optional. Um, So yeah, it was a pretty similar experience which tied pretty seamlessly into the middle school experience. So my expectations were pretty consistent throughout, uh, throughout middle school. And going to high school, I expected it to continue to be the same way, where, like, even in middle school, you know, your contemporary grade will always crap on whatever the grade is making, no matter if it's better or worse than what came before. Because, you know, there's just, you know, you get haters, people of your own age always are more disillusioned with how things work than people who are younger and they look up and they idealize things. But there was still a level of respect that was with PCNN that I feel completely disappeared almost from the grade once we got to high school because PCTV was just a lot less of a thing. It was much less of a part of everyone's life
4: because it was only
2: five minutes at a weird time when no one really wanted to watch it. And so the way that it worked, it couldn't it couldn't really be a big deal for the viewers, but it could still be a big deal for the people who were involved. But in the class, unless you were in the class that worked on the broadcasts, anything you made was pretty much irrelevant. Like you, nothing was put on the broadcast, which was part of why, like what Spencer was talking about, the PCNN film in eighth grade, that was so cool to them partially because all of their broadcasts, all of their films would be aired. We had a, we had a film block at the end of the show and that part people look forward to because they're like, this is the funny stuff now. Like, because they always made funny stuff. So everyone was excited for that. That kind of thing was completely lost, I guess, by the the high school schedule. But my counter argument to the high school schedule dilemma would be, you know, we have random 30, 40, 50 an hour long blocks for random guest speakers like every other day that no one really wants to go to. Why can't we do that kind of thing for PCTV every week? which we did for certain days, like for homecoming, everyone cares about PC TV because it's actually long and there's actually things people want to watch. And so the fact that like, no one really cared about the broadcasts, but the broadcasts were all there were to do that was even close to meaningful, meant that like a PC TV class basically just evolved into me and some friends screwing around and making whatever the heck we wanted to make. And so, that led to things like this infamous video of Jason pretending to be a uh, Snivy kid 2005, I think it is, where he's you know he's just a meme. Uh, led to stuff like that, and I wanted more. So then they then the film production class was a thing in junior year, and I had pretty consistent expectations for what I thought that would be. I was like, this is where we're going to learn film and how to make film, and that's what we did and I enjoyed it a lot. And then film studies, same thing. I was like, we're gonna watch movies and then we're gonna talk about them and the choices that are made and the making behind them. And that's what we did. And I loved it. So it was a pretty, pretty positive experience overall for me, at least.
1: Yeah, I can, uh, I can go into, you're, you're curious about the perception before versus after, right, Gabe?
4: That's, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think that uh, I agree with Pete that in middle school, like for Fort Lauderdale campus as well, PCTV or Peace I forget what it was called in middle school, but everyone went crazy about it on like the Tuesday that it aired for us, like it aired right after lunch, or like, when we were all playing basketball or doing some kind of recess activity. So we'd all come in like sweaty, and then we'd come to our after lunch period class and we'd watch PC TV in there and it'd be awesome. Cause we just see people we knew could be us on there. It was like, it was like the idea of little celebrities like Pete pizza. Um, and then the extent of me doing that in lower school is just me doing like the pledge of allegiance on PC AM one time, but um, that's in front of the camera. But in high school, yeah, I, I think that the value of, in the students' eyes of what PCTV was definitely went down. Because I think it also was like a lot of people were just like, hey, I can join this class and get my art credit from it, and then also not have to um, not have to display it to anyone. And I think we underestimate how much our peers motivate us and the fact that like if it's being shown to our peers, we're motivated to make something much better. Um, I think that's like when you know that it's going to be shown to people, then you're like, Oh, I have to actually make a good product. Um, But in terms of my perception, I didn't know anything about the film program. I mean, Ryan Felberbaum was all I knew. And he was a really cool guy. Um, And he seemed very technically knowledgeable and about everything. So I was like, I want to be able to get that because I felt like I had developed kind of my own creative thought process and story creation process. But I hadn't really thought I understood the way of actually making a film. I was just shooting stuff on my iPhone um, and like stop motion, like the stop motion app from the Lego company, which just puts the pictures together for you, which is kind of nonsensical thinking back to it, but it's what every kid does. And um, finally, when I got to high school, I think that film production class was like one of the coolest classes ever because going into it, like, I'd never had teachers like Mr. Burgess and like it was Mr. Burgess and Mr. Voge teaching together. Sometimes it was one of them, sometimes it was the other and they treated you, treated us like equals. And they also could very obviously, you could see that they had experience in the film production industry. Cause like they were able to talk about their own experiences on different sets and give us insights into things. So, you felt like you were really gaining knowledge that you were going to use because then the structure of the class was just to have one day of learning. Um, for example, like um, uh, the exposure triangle, stuff like that. And looking at the three different aspects, we'd learn that on one day with the Sony a7S. And then the next day we'd go out and shoot and try to get good photos and make, mess with our exposure in the field. In the field, but just around campus and that was really cool to kind of learn and i think that film production class is what inspired me i was like i actually want to do film in college and possibly in in the future as well and that's why it's like that kind of inspired me to pursue it and now i'm going to actually be able to do it in college which is really neat
3: um yeah so i mean i guess if we're talking about like expectations I, when I, when I joined um, the, the PCNN film thing in eighth grade, I didn't really have any expectations other than that. Um, like in years prior, I'd seen some of the films on the PCNN that were, that were aired. Um, and I was like, oh, like that's, you know, like they were funny and um, they were like, oh, that's cool. Like doing a film instead of just like I don't know like doing a story or just like some you know like random like interview it just seemed like more interesting to me so I I wanted to, you know I, I signed up to join just because I was like eh, you know I think I think this will be cool and I I know a little bit about the PCM and stuff I and mean, you know I know mr. Spenson, so uh, why not uh, and eighth grade eighth grade was good as like an introduction to like you know how film works and stuff, but in high school, in high school, I think my expectations kind of changed. Um, especially like from like 10th grade onwards, because like going into, going into film, I felt very comfortable because after, you know, after doing it for, you know, two years and then three years, you kind of develop, you know, like knowledge of like how things go and, you know, like what people, what people do. It's like, you you know, you'll like, you have a squad basically, you know, and you have people that you know and can trust to do things. Um, so it, it just became very comfortable doing things. Uh, and, you know, you just, you know, you, you keep coming back, you know, you, you, you keep wanting more um, and it's, it's cool. You know, you get, you get creative stuff that you get to, to practice, you have technical stuff, like, you know, like, whether it be with cameras or editing or audio, or whatever. But it's all I don't know, it's just very it's very cool. It's like once you it's like once you dive in, you know, you just you just wanna keep going. Uh,
4: that's basically it. Can
1: I piggyback off something that Spencer said too that um, I totally agree that like you kinda get acclimated to your people. And like you as you work together, like I think me and Pete and like a few other people who are in our film production class like, who went to um, STN and then went to the All-American High School Film Festival after, um, which was, I guess, this school year, but 2019, October, like, we started to kind of develop um, a rhythm of doing things. But then also, it was interesting as, like, working on sets, like, you start, like, for me, I started to realize, like, pretty quickly, kind of like an intuition or subconsciously that, like, I didn't really think I had, but, like, I did, where even though I wasn't directing, like, there were a lot of other people who would direct because they had two or three years of film studies experience. They knew how to make a script and direct. I would see them doing things that I wouldn't have thought to do, but also I'd see them doing things where, like, instinctively I would have thought to myself, I would have done that totally differently. And so I kind of think it helped me develop instincts and kind of helped me realize, like, how I would do things in a different way. And I think you can't really do that unless you have other people working in front of you to show you what it would look like.
0: I think that's definitely something that's interesting. Um, The people that come through these programs, I think are very different than the people that come through necessarily other programs. Uh, and, And the programs themselves are structured differently because they are classes, but there are also opportunities to do things outside. So how would you say that that kind of has shaped and changed in your experience in the time that you've been here. Do you think that there has been a lot more people getting interested in these things? Do you think that there was a certain point where film or broadcast, since those are kind of intertwined in your stories, uh, do you think that they sort of hit mainstream at some point and became more popular in the time that you were here? Because it seems like, in middle school especially, uh, I have to agree with Pete that in my experience, it certainly seemed like PCNN was a lot more prevalent um, than either PC TV or the film pro- programs are in high school, but do you think that they have grown or how have they changed over time?
3: Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing, at least with film is the film production class. I think that like the film production class, like being a thing um, I think has gotten a lot of people interested in film because all they all that was there beforehand was film studies and film studies is it's it's not a technical class. It's really just about like film analysis and like really like what makes a good film and um, like how to write a script and like how to how to like write a story, basically.
2: That's yeah, film only, studies. we only have two freshmen. And
3: that's really not popular that like it. Film studies is film studies. I think is a really good class if you already have technical knowledge. So a lot of the kids that entered film studies, um, I guess like like less so for our grade, more like the grade above that was in it. But um, like me and a couple others, a lot of the kids that entered film studies uh, already did stuff like PCNN in middle school um, or even like the PCNN film stuff. So they already had a background of like you know, kind of like how a camera works and how to edit. And the film studies was more of just like honing your skills in film. Film production is all technical. And I think that's really good for new people because any new people who are like, you know, I have all these creative ideas and I want to make films, but I have no idea how the film production class is a great way to just learn because like, you know, Mr. Vos Mr. Burgess will just, you know, they'll teach you like how to, use a camera, uh, you know, like, like, what are the things that you need to do, you know, how does the lighting work? How does audio work? You know, how do you, how do you work those things? Um, editing, how does editing work? And, you know, how do you edit efficiently? Um, so that's, that's really the big one. Uh, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not too knowledgeable about uh, PCNN, but I know what Pete said earlier about like how, like during homecoming, when there's those like longer PCTV broadcasts, they're a lot more interesting than the ones that we have like for five minutes at the end of second period that no one really cares about because they can only cram in like two or three pieces and they're mostly like, you know, minute long, minute long interview stunts. And like, there's no real, like there's, there's nothing like really substantial there. Even even for like the homecoming stuff, it's like even if there's not like a full length like film that's being broadcast, just having having more content in the PCTV, I think would get more people to to get involved because there's just more of an alert.
4: Yeah,
2: the biggest the biggest thing that I think harmed the growth of uh, PCTV and film studies before the advent of the film production class was the lack of prevalence it seemed and significance of pctv in people's day-to-day lives as students at pinecrest because like most people most people would just leave their class and go get food or something in my experience before like they wouldn't even watch or they would stand in the hallway where it's muted and talk to people and use the five minutes on other things And so like PCTV, if you weren't in that, like the broadcast period, which I think I'm pretty sure was second period, there wasn't a lot of interest. And so I saw numbers and productivity like really, really low in those other periods because it was just kind of like the teacher would give us some kind of random assignment and then we'd do it. And they usually weren't always great. Like sometimes we had to make like. One of the things was like, oh, because media, the media landscape is changing. So in this news production class, we're going to make Snapchat content. Like that's not, like no, <laughs> like just just no. Or we're gonna do we're gonna make vlogs. Like, what? Like we got some funny stuff from people for from that, but like it's not productive. Uh, and that's what we pretty much did. Like Snivy Kid is not productive. It was funny, but it was not productive. Um, so then film production in its infancy, I felt like it had a lot of good people in it, but it was still very small because it was his first year and there wasn't a lot of interest in the, in the school as a whole. So it was mostly mainstay kids who joined that like Zoe Zoe Fermanian joined that Spencer joined that French joined that Jimmy did it I think um, you know it was all all people who were already super into this stuff
3: well not not all I, I was gonna say I was gonna add in my the first year of film studies my freshman year the main class was um, me it was me and Jimmy and there were like three or four other kids who I won't I won't name call out but if you know them at all, you know that they were just definitely not really interested in film or film at all and they were mostly just doing it to like fulfill an art credit
4: yeah um, you
2: you you would definitely get the people who were not that into it and they just wanted to do it for the sake of having their elective
3: yeah that like that was the
2: other problem It was just
3: people who like weren't really passionate about it just kind of doing it for like one year and then, then yeah
2: leaving. And so then the next year, after I did film production, the first year it existed, there were a lot more people in the next year's class, mostly from the word of mouth of the people from prior, I think. So like, I know you joined it, Gabe, definitely from word of mouth. I know my my girlfriend, Issa joined it because I told her like, this is awesome. You talk like you'll like this kind of thing. So you should join it. And she loved it. Like it was a lot of word of mouth spread, but that word of mouth spread could be, so they have growth now, but that growth could be much, much larger if PCTV specifically was allowed to have more variety of content and longer content and be more important to people's lives because those kids work incredibly hard. Those are some of the most dedicated kids at the school, the PCTV kids with how much they, they work late at night on the sports broadcast. They work insanely hard to emitting all kinds of competitions. And, and STN is insanely challenging. Like you have eight hours to do a full broadcast and it's not really well designed for film, but for broadcast, that's what it is in the real world. That's how it works. And so it's an insane time crunch, but you're expected to produce quality like those kids are definitely some of the most talented kids that have ever gone through the school, but it could be more, the classes could be bigger. It The program could have more resources if there was like a dedicated Friday period 10 slot or something every other week, every week or every other week where they had like a proper 40 minute, 30 minute variety broadcast where they start with like announcements and some like news pieces, maybe some fluff at the beginning and then some like hard journalism at the end. And then at the end you have the film part. And I think it would help the film production kids especially care a lot more about what they were doing if we had that too. And they were actually making things to be aired. Cause I remember in the film production class there was a lot of, it's good enough like, oh, like, like Mr. Bode would basically believe you that you understood what you were doing and you would understand what you were doing, but you wouldn't make anything with it. But the class is more about teaching, but at the end of the day, like, it would be more effective if you were making more things that were meant to be consumed and to care about. Like, no one cared about continuity in the film production stuff. You would, you, we'd spend it in, we'd spend a 45 minute class period shooting one shot because that's how long it takes a lot of the time to get one shot. And then the next shot, you'd have different clothes on. The next shot, you'd have different clothes on. And I think people would care a lot more and the classes would grow a lot more. We had that, that time for, for the video content.
0: So I think, um, I think that we've talked pretty thoroughly uh, about the programs, but there is definitely something that has to be mentioned, as is evident by how much we've touched upon it. I think a lot of people bundle film and PCTV and broadcast and PCNN all together as one thing. Um, it certainly seems like they have intertwined in a lot of ways would you say how would you say that relationship works would you say that there's a lot of overlap in skill set would you say that one maybe works as like a feeder system of talent to the other one um and how would how would you change that i guess because it does seem like right now there's a bit of a definite structure to it
2: it's like the, the pctv kids often would feed into film because they wanted something more or because they wanted something different. And that happened in middle school too. The PCNN kids would feed into film. Film was almost almost like a side thing it seemed because like film would always tag along. Film had its own trips, but that was later. So like All-American High School Film Festival was its own thing, but only for film kids really. But even then broadcast kids tagged along. I mean, just the fact that they're the same teachers, the same people, they encourage people with different interests to try different things in the same field. Like Mr. Boge, Mr. Burgess, they're, all in, they're both involved with all the trips, like STN. They're both involved with all the classes. The classes are in the same place. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that they're intertwined. I actually think it's a good thing that could help both of them grow if they had more exposure to the general population of the school.
1: Yeah, I think um, PCTV really helps with getting people into it. Like I think my first year in film production, I was one of the only people who had never really worked with premiere or done anything like video editing wise, besides like iMovie, which is nothing. And so I think everyone was pretty technically, um, adept. And so it was more just harnessing that, uh, technical ability to use it with the film production pieces. And, uh, I feel like I can only think of maybe two or three people along with me, that kind of were in the film program, like in the film production class slash film studies who were like, had a sole film background versus a PCTV background and like motivations that stemmed from that. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I guess like, I don't know, like the the skill sets, like the skill sets between uh, film and PCTV are, like, I think technically very similar, but creatively very different. You know, obviously it's like journalism is an entire beast of its own and same with, same with film. But a lot of like the tech, you know, it's like whether you're doing journalism or film, you still need to know how to use a camera and you still need to know how to use editing software and you need to know how to like get good audio. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's easy. It's easy for, for kids to jump between the two, um, because, because the, the technical skills are, are, you know, almost identical. Um, it's just, you know, creatively is where the, the main differences are. And so that, that, that's also part of it. Like, I think anyone, anyone who wants to do film should, um, like at, like film specifically should should definitely do both film production and film studies just so they get both aspects and you know with PCTV kids they should you know uh, along with PCTV I, they, I don't know like uh, they 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 they, uh, they take like capstone and stuff for for uh, journalism right like the AP capstone.
2: Uh, class capstone's pretty much separate like it's not
4: yeah
1: all,
2: it's not a lot of journalism it's more just... maybe I, I don't know you yeah.
1: know yeah, i took we're... the uh the capstone class last year it's more like understanding the fundamental ideas of designing an argument for an essay okay and like getting a point across
2: okay that's definitely valuable yeah.
4: for journalism. So, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah it's still
3: valuable but, but, but yeah so pctv kids you know they they go further into journalism so that's really like where the main difference is
0: so I think that's mostly the, the programs and things that you guys have been involved in. Um, there's competitions here and there. We've mentioned STN and All-American. But what do you guys think has been really your motivator to do the things that you do? Um, like, was there a specific goal that you've always wanted to achieve? Was it more like there was a competition that you wanted to attend? Um, or has it really just been like suddenly you got an interest in doing a project and you just went out there and did it?
2: I just thought it was fun. There's not really any deeper meaning to it. I liked tech. I liked making videos. I thought it was a valuable skill to have. And like, if, if, if all else fails in my life, I can still go online and get video editing freelance work. Like if I completely, if I could, if I drop out of college tomorrow, I would still be okay because of PC TV. So that that's pretty much it for me.
4: Yeah,
1: I come from more of a a creative background, and like every time I've worked with Pete, like people go to Pete as the guy to edit stuff. Like if he's on a project, it's like it's just almost a fact that Pete's gonna edit it because it's just his prowess with it is the best. Um, And I kind of come from the creative side, and just I do it because I like to tell stories, and I wanted to be able to figure out the best way to do it. Uh, in conveying stuff to an audience because, you know, you mentioned I'm a magician too, and that's all about empathy slash perception of what other people are seeing. And with a film, you can control that to the highest degree. And so you can get, you can take a whole day to get one scene slash even a, sh- a shot to make sure it's perfect with lighting and everything and audios. Ev- everything's perfect. And um I think that's so valuable just in everything like i've been able to work more with premiere um in making like my highlight video for basketball season and like a more funny version of a video for volleyball season just because i'm able to manipulate different settings and different like um, functions that higher quality editing software like makes available but you have to be able to use it or else it just seems like a really complicated workspace with all these different panels and i think film kind of helped me realize how to harness the technology to make the right things um sorry i, I got
3: side-try. so we, we were talking about um
0: you just like remind me like what the um, what like the main question was yeah yeah it was it was kind of like did you sort of do you get do you do the things that you do for like an end goal like were you always more interested in the competitions or were you always more interested in like something that got you motivated in this
4: right
3: um i think i think in the end i i stuck with film for a lot of the same reasons i stuck with uh stuff like tsa video game design and it's that it's an inherently fun thing to do um and i enjoy it a lot and at the very least, you can use the skills for something else in the future. Like with video game design, if you learn programming, then there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. If you learn art, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. So you know, etc. etc. Same thing with film. You know, if you learn how to edit for a film, then you'll at least be proficient enough in editing to learn how to do it for you know whatever video freelance work that you need. You know, for other people need to like make a montage or something at the very least you'll know how to do that um or camera work and you know you can you can run down the list and everything so i think in the end that's why that's why i like stuck it out with film and that it's and that it's inherently fun it's like i'm not going to stick with it if i don't enjoy it even if it has all the skills with it it's just kind of you know it's fun and as a bonus you can you can learn stuff from it
1: yeah, and so as I things think, continued oh, on for me, oh, no, you're good. Um, as things continued on for me in film, like, I also started to get motivated by college and like, the possibility that I could do something so fun as film, as like an actual career. I was like, oh, that that'd be incredible. So that really motivated me to get go for it more, and really be, um, kind of trying to my best at anything that was. A task was put forward and like for college applications for film schools you had to make a supplemental film and so obviously that was a motivation for me trying to make the best content possible
0: i think that's really interesting and um both Rance and spencer have kind of started to touch on the next thing that i wanted to ask but i think you guys could still could still talk about it because you guys have all done a lot of stuff as well that isn't necessarily film, and you have a lot of other interests and hobbies. Um, so how much do you think that those have impacted how you do film things, or vice versa, how your film things have impacted how you do other things? Um, and are there nece- like any other things that you would want to try uh, that you might not necessarily have thought of before uh, before you were involved in these film things? I mean, video game for one, I think video game design definitely falls into the category.
2: Um. On the topic of like combining hobbies and stuff, like vid- knowledge of how to manipulate video is insanely valuable for pretty much any thing that you can do. It's one of the most valuable skills anyone can have in the modern age because yeah.
4: we're You're we're living in a
2: time when anyone can just put a video on YouTube and the algorithm favors them and they become huge. So like in any field where someone is knowledgeable like i think brents could get huge on youtube if he dedicated himself to like youtube vlogging and magic demonstrations and stuff like that just because i think he's he's an interesting and talented person who already knows how to do these things and like i personally have made youtube videos about random stuff that i didn't think anyone really cared about that i just decided like I'd like to present this in video form for one reason or another, and then it like I made a video about the the canonicity of an alternate like game gameplay mode of one of my favorite games, whether or not it was like real or not. And I put it up. I thought no one would care. I was like, I'm gonna send this to, like three people and whatever. And then it, the YouTube algorithm favored it, and now it has thirty thousand which is small potatoes, but for like a channel with nothing, that's ridiculous. So like in this day and age, it's one of the most valuable things you can have as a secondary hobby or skill set to your primary, um, your primary interest. Yeah, I mean, I for
1: hobby wise, I mean, magic um i mean everything i do and like pete said everything anyone does can be communicated through film and often is the case it needs to be communicated through film because words are not going to get it across and you can't do it live for someone if they're across the world or like now when we're all like separated film is the only way to do things and uh telling a story through a video and i think probably the best example in recent memory for me of that kind of coming into play is for our graduation or not our graduation but like our senior send-off or whatever like the last day of school you guys saw I did like that magic trick video where with the cards and kind of a script that I had designed for our class the whole reason that that video was like was successful is were multiple camera angles you could see the cards because the original video of just the camera from the computer is just me blurry and you can barely you can kind of hear me talking but the 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 close-up of the cards you're able to see which cards are being put down and in coordination with what i'm saying it just makes more sense but then the thing that ties it together is or at least for me what tied it together was the music that i found the music that i found was able to climax at the perfect point where I was climaxing with what I was saying. So that in terms of emotion, it makes you feel like, whoa, there's, there's actual meaning to this, which in turn, I think garnered a larger reaction from the people that I've showed it to. Um, yeah, I
3: mean, the, that's kind of an interesting segue from the music because a lot of my experience between like video game design and film comes with like music and oh, just like audio in general um and it's kind of it's, it's almost like the opposite where um you know i i've been doing a little bit of the audio for video game design in the past you know in eighth and ninth grade um and in 10th grade in 10th grade I, I i kind of had like an internal thing where it was like i didn't really like know if i wanted to continue going continue making music and doing audio for the game because I still like didn't really know what I was doing um but Ryan Fulberbaum, uh was you know I met him through through the film class because we were in the same class and we became friends and what I learned is so he he composes all the music for his films all original and so he, he won awards for that, yeah,
2: in many places.
3: And so he kind of taught me how to, you know, how to use a lot of that because it's like I don't I don't know anything about music theory or anything like that, but he knows a lot about that kind of stuff. So you know, he taught me a lot of the basics, and I was able to use that for a lot of the stuff that I did later for for video game design. And a lot of the stuff that I had to learn like audio for sound effects and like how to, you know, equalize audio and basically like, you know, edit out all the bad shit to make, you know, good sound effects for video games. It's the same stuff for capturing audio and film booms and the big audio bag. You have to learn how to like adjust gain and stuff like that. So you're not picking up the entire world and all the air conditioning and stuff like that. Uh, So, you know, I I think there was a lot of uh, interchanging of, of skills in between those two, those two hobbies at least. I'm sure there's more, but I just can't remember off the top of my head.
0: So when it comes to your experience actually making the different projects that you've been involved in, was there a specific one that, for example, taught you something you had never imagined before and changed how you view these things? Or was there a specific skill that you were like, once you learned that, you felt like it opened up a whole new world? Because I feel like you guys have all done a lot of different things um, and maybe come out in a different way than you thought you would of going in. Um, you're all not necessarily going to keep doing film. Uh, Brent, I think, is the only one here that is. But I think that, what, like, I wanted to know whether there was a specific thing like that that changed how you guys did things. It could be something in your projects or it could be something that you experienced.
2: The skill that changed everything for me was just the ability to edit video at a level that was somewhat competent. And once that happened, everything else fell into place. I like I basically edit the same way that I did in 7th grade, but I just know more things. It but at the at the core it's the same thing. And in 7th grade, I theoretically could probably have made any of the things that I have made on a technical level, on a technical level, because you can just Google whatever specific option you need or ask a friend about, oh, hmm, I've made this whole thing, but I want a specific graphic to move in this way. I don't know how to do it. You just Google that part. Like the, the, The nitty gritty is not nearly as important as the general skill. And so, like, once I learned that, that's when it all kind of came together and everything else just built on that.
1: Yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier that being on sets with people who were more experienced than me but at the same time had different thoughts about film than me, totally helped me realize the way that I would go about things. Um, Because until the film production class, I had only really worked on like my little stop motion movies which and I submitted a stop motion movie to college cuz I think my favorite thing about those was that I was able to control literally every aspect about it. There were no actors, there's no cinematographer, there's no so if something goes wrong, it's completely my fault and if something is right, it's completely my fault. And so it's like that that's an interesting transition cuz I think you have to start to rely on people to Do things and you start to trust people with certain things, certain roles, like to do lighting and audio and all the other different things, because it, as you start to go on to larger projects, you start to um, need to dedicate, dedicate your time to working on the actual content, not the production of the content slash the the technical aspects um, that people who probably have been doing it a longer time take for granted that like that stuff if it's not there is um, it, your film goes down in quality by a lot.
3: Um, I, I don't, I don't think I have like a specific skill off the top of my head that I like really like remember learning. But one thing that I, that I did learn a lot from was a lot of stuff from STN surprisingly, um, about, you know really the two two big things one one good one bad um and the first thing is that you know i learned i learned like the group dynamic kind of when when a big group of people need to go make a film and like how you divvy up people to do certain things and how like you know like there's basically like quotas that you need to that you need to meet or else you know you're you know the end of products like, basically everything kind of relies on the other. So it's like, you know, the the editor relies on relies on the sound. And it's like, you know, if the sound because if the sound isn't there, then the final product is going to be bad. And it's the same thing with the script. It's like the script kind of relies on the audio as well in order to like make the scene meaningful or just you know bearable to listen to. Same thing, you know, uh, and 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 you know, the, like like that's just factoring audio. Like there's you know, every single part is kind of intertwined, so everyone needs to be you know, everyone needs to be working efficiently. The other thing I realized from STN is that um you know, films are meant to be done very long form. I, I, I learned it more so you know, I, I I learned it more so in practice from stuff like All American, even though I wasn't able to go, but I still um, I was still, you know, I I was still influenced by it and still, you know, project a little bit of it and like the pre-production stuff. Um, but you know, like the problem with STN's film is that you only have eight hours to do it. And in the context of broadcast that works great because that's how, that's how real world broadcasts work, but real world films take years to make. Um, so, Condensing it all into eight hours makes you very prone to, um, like a, a lot of a, like what, what ends up happening is you're forced into a lot of these like like patterns and trends that are really only there to like pander specifically to STN and that only work given the short time constraint Voice that so would occurs. normally just not
4: mm-hmm.
3: be in films. Um, the All American competition is better because that takes place, you know, a lot of the prep for that is over the course of however many months I forgot. Um, but you actually have time to like flesh out something rather than spend because, you know, in in STN you still have that you still have that same group dynamic, which is important, but for script writing it's like you only have like you only have like an hour to write a script. It's not really gonna be the greatest script because it won't, you know, it, won't, it wouldn't have gone through as much review as needed. But that's, you know, those are, those are the two big ones. I think off the top of my head is um, how people work together and how like the film schedule should be.
1: You talk about the the STN, um, our last year, our STN uh, experience, like, like kind of being shoehorned into these weird kind of limitations that would never happen in reality. Like we had, like I was doing the sound stuff for our thing. Pete, you probably remember this, that like I was doing the sound and um, once we had it on the flash drive, like we just didn't have time at the end of the day to uh, link up the sound with the video. We just had to use the camera audio because there's that just was not good. enough time. Yeah, that was, un- well, yeah, and then we ended up just, like, having to put music over the whole thing um, and having it be signed because, like, there was just no way to link it up because of just the timing.
3: The same thing, the same thing happened the year prior when um, when, when Ryan Pelberam was directing. He had me go out, you know, he had me collect, like, the main audio bits, but after we got the main audio, he had me go around and get um, Foley and also, just like ambient noise, um, so that like the actual audio could be, you know, like you, like you have like the actual audio, and then like when people weren't talking, you still had stuff, um, and none of that none of that made it in, just because there was not enough time, and uh, even a, a lot of the main audio didn't even get made in, just because there there simply just wasn't enough time for editing, and also Ryan got very angry, but. Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah. So this whole this whole con- this whole topic of conversation about working in a group and and under time constraints actually makes me want to revise my previous answer to this question. Uh, where working in a group and under time constraint is definitely probably the most valuable thing that I've learned from my experience in film and PC TV just cuz like I'm going into the field of, of video game development after this and talking now with all you has made me think just made me think more about how similar the process of making a film and making a game really are. So like, what Spencer was talking about with how every everyone relies on each other, it's like, okay, the level designer can't make the level without the art assets, but the art asset creator doesn't know what to make without some reference from the level designer of what is needed. Like that kind of, thing. they all piggyback off each other. So it's like, when you're making a game, it's like the tech guy, the programming guy who puts everything together that everyone else is making. That's like the editor, where it's like, that's the most important part for the end product, but he can't do it alone because he needs all these other people to make him art, needs all these other people to make him sound, Otherwise you just have a box jumping around in an empty void. So it's the same way of like the editor has nothing without the camera people and the editor has nothing without the actors and the editor has nothing without the set designer and the editor has nothing without, and you can make some stuff, like you can't you can't make a film 100% as the editor alone. You could do some like experimental nonsense with like manipulating graphics and text and like, that's not film. At that point, you need like an animator, you need all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's similar in that way. And so working in a group in that same way, where everyone has to rely on each other to make one end product is definitely the most valuable thing.
3: You have some experience with this.
2: It's just you know, it's newer and I wanted to hear your take. Yeah, I think we should I wanna hear Gabe's take on a lot of this stuff.
0: Okay. So yeah, I mean my my experience has been a bit different from your guys's, I think. Um obviously I didn't join film production until this year as a senior and it was done purposefully with no continuity really. I don't plan on doing this in college. I've been editing for many, many years, uh, just on my own little projects here and there. But I think Pete is definitely right in saying that there's a lot of overlap between um, what goes into making these films and, like, the process is very similar to video game um, because I have been making games for a long time. Um, But the reason why I really joined, I think, is probably a bit different from your guys's. I didn't necessarily have a passion for it. It's more just, like, I had visited and tried a lot of the different tech opportunities on campus and i had liked a lot of them and not liked some of the other ones but I had never touched this area PC TV and film and I thought those were two very notorious ones that I had never touched I thought I'd at least try them Um, and there was a lot in there that I learned that I hadn't considered before Um, but if I had to look back really and say like the closest thing to that that I had done before that may have had some sort of passion linked there it would have had to be running backstage for drama shows. Uh, and back in middle school, I ran those a decent amount, and I really liked the idea of like a spectacle, uh, of, of having that, that unfolding in front of you and, and you being able to, to take a part in that, something a bit bigger than, um, than just your piece, I thought was really, really cool. Um, I haven't done as much of that in high school, um, but film, I thought, might have been an interesting gateway into a lot of that that I had only done uh, digitally before or in projects on my own. So did, that's did, more, did you
4: like film?
2: Oh, sorry.
0: I, I did. No, no, no. That's, that's a good point. Um, I did like film yeah. production.
2: I couldn't hear him. What did he ask?
0: If I actually liked it, <laughs> if I liked film, okay. um, I, I have to say I think film production taught me a lot and I think it was a really cool atmosphere and I got to talk with a lot of people that I don't think I would have interacted with as much otherwise. Uh, it's definitely a, a niche group of people, I think um but it didn't necessarily convince me to do it as like a main thing um or even necessarily let's put it this way if you want to do film i feel like you've known that for a long time if what you love is producing those films producing whatever it is uh documentaries whatever um i feel like you you know that and you've been shooting things on your iphone when you were in seventh grade like brent said uh or your stop motions or whatever um I, I never really had that. It, I, I liked it a lot more because of the idea of building something like that with other people. and I, I liked working the tech behind uh, behind it. and the, the creative vision in all that was was always really cool to me. Um, but but I definitely have to agree with Pete, where he says that being able to understand the concepts behind all that is one of the most useful like side, Um, Side knowledge that you can have, even if it's only tangentially or not at all related to what you actually do, because I can see it applied in so many ways. And I think the other thing that I I would also have to credit film with is that for a long time, I've been interested in doing something related to journalism, for example, um, but I have never, ever touched anything close to it now that I've gotten a bit more of the behind-the-scenes of what it actually takes to build uh, some, of these, some of these projects that I might see in, in classic journalism, um, it hasn't dissuaded me nor persuaded me, uh, but it, it has made it much more interesting to me. Uh, like it has, It's given me a lot more insight, let's put it that way. Um, and I think that that was something that I was definitely missing before. So what I'd have to say regarding my overall experience in these film programs is that they're very interesting but i think you have to you have to come in with an open mind or knowing exactly what you want um because if you come in knowing exactly this is what i'm going to be doing and i really want to learn like this skill and this is what i like and this is what i want to produce then great you're going to learn those skills and you're going to work with people that know the other skills and you're going to make connections and network and have opportunities to do a ton of cool stuff um one of my greatest disappointments of this year was that I was going to go shoot I was going to help I think it was Jimmy Hart's shooting some backstage or shooting something um on on set and I think it might have been like a parking lot or maybe that was Zoe's regardless I was asked by people to to help go shoot that I think Brent's was involved in that too um and because of some sort of scheduling conflict I wasn't able to go um, but I was set to do that and I thought it was, it was really exciting because I've worked backstage for a lot of different stuff, a lot of different things, uh, completely unrelated to film. And I've seen behind the curtains and those things, but I've never really seen that in film. Um, and I don't know that in the classroom really counts. Um, but, but the fact that it got me excited for that, I think is huge. And I learned a lot and regardless of how it impacts my life moving forward, I think it was definitely an experience worth having, uh, especially for people that might not necessarily... Like, if you hate it, then don't do it. If you think you have zero interest in it, then don't do it. But if you think that you have even the slightest interest in it, or you think it's cool, or you think the skills could apply to you, I think it's very much worth your time. At least that's my experience in film.
2: Yeah, I I think everyone should know how to produce video content to some degree. And the editing is definitely the biggest barrier... 'Cause like literally everyone has a high quality camera in their pocket now. And you can get away, like obviously you need a better camera to do quote real things, but you don't necessarily need to be doing quote real things to may, have it be worth it. Uh like you don't you don't need you just don't need high quality equipment anymore. It's all technical Know how pretty much so anyone can do it, and that's why I think anyone should do it. There's basically no barrier anymore.
3: Yeah, you you don't have to buy a a $25,000 rodent,
4: yeah.
0: I very much agree that it's beneficial to know. The only reason why I would say maybe don't do it if you know that you don't like it is because I think you can very easily get dissuaded from continuing, especially within our context of the classes at school because they are like... An elective and a lot of the times you don't have to take it for any sort of credit you're doing it because you choose to if you're sitting there and you're you're learning about like exposure and a ton of buzzwords that you don't understand and there's a quadrillion buttons on the camera and like you feel like people around you might know more than you it can be it can be weird Hmm? you don't need that is the thing so like pctv is a much easier way to get into
2: that than film production because they don't go nearly as in-depth into that. Yeah, that's fair. is like you, you learn from your peers most for the most part, and you learn from the teacher when you have specific questions of how do I do this. There's a lot less there's a lot less um, specific things. And even like another thing about the thing I was talking about with video production that I just thought of is I think that um, as cursed as it is with like Musical.ly and TikTok and those things, because Musical.ly is gone, but it's TikTok now. Uh, I think that it's incredibly interesting with those things, how people who have zero background in video or in editing at all, figure out things like sequencing and invisible cuts just because of these like dumb little trends. It's like these, these girls who definitely have no knowledge of anything video wise they figure out how to do invisible cuts and like change outfits or you know like parkour guys like figure out how to sequence together a cool thing they have no editing knowledge whatsoever so i think that like getting a general knowledge of those things should i think it should be required by pinecrest i think that film in general needs it needs a more general targeted class that is required to be taken
0: i tend to agree i just don't think it can be nearly as Mm in-depth as film pro
2: it can't be it shouldn't be as in-depth and it can't be as in-depth i just think basic video literacy should be something that every single person on the planet should have
0: i agree yeah
1: I, I 100% agree as well, Pete. And it's like, I mean, you mentioned the whole TikTok idea, and it's been around forever that people want to see stuff that other people think is funny, like they, they're trying to make things based on relatability. And the way to communicate that is through video. Um, and then it's also interesting to see TikTok is now normalizing uh, vertical video, uh, rather than horizontal, which is minorly unfortunate in that sense but um i feel
2: i like i like tiktok for normalizing sequencing and basic (laughs) editing skills i hate it for normalizing vertical video
1: yeah well because that's the thing is like probably 50 percent of the population doesn't realize that if you turn your phone uh (laughs) 90 degrees you enhance the quality of your product by like two billion percent
2: (laughs) that's why we need that's why we need the required video literacy class
1: Mm -hmm. exactly that like stuff like that would be not even taught but just like said yeah like yeah
2: or even the basics of like i know exactly in my head how this should look but i have zero idea about what thing i could use to make it like that kind of thing happens with kids all the time and so then they just stop like all all kinds of people have different amazing ideas but they can't make them and so like basic literacy and real editing software not even real editing software because you don't need real editing software even like mobile editing software should be required i think
1: well that that reminds me of um one of my buddies earlier this year we had like an econ project where you had to make like a meme and he just wanted to make uh a video like bigger and or crop a video Mm -hmm. and he had no idea he sent it to me because he couldn't do it and so I like, he like sent it to me and then I had to do it for him. And then like via Google drive, send it back to him. Cause like he just had, I couldn't explain it to him. And he just didn't know how to do such a simple manipulation, which is something that like everyone should be able to do. And it's not his fault because he just had never learned how.
2: Yeah. The biggest, the most valuable thing is where, where do you start? Learning how to learn is more important than what
0: you're learning. Mm-hmm. And I think something that you've mentioned earlier, Pete, which definitely falls into this discussion as well, is that there needs to be tangible, like goals and tangible successes that you can reach. Um, like if you're just like a lot of the times, I think I think it's like what you said with, the, with not having like a 40 minute show that you can contribute to or without the project being real with it just being like an assignment in class, I think it can be a lot harder to see your progress and to work really hard for those things. Uh, which I think makes it by definition a lot more selective to those people who are doing it outside of class or who are um, really interested in doing it full time or something. So if we can find a way to balance that, I think that'd be huge.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think if there's one thing that like, if this winds up being heard by any of the video teachers or, or God forbid, even like an administrator at Pinecrest, like they take anything away from this video. It's that the, the, program, the video programs need more emphasis. They need more time to be viewed by the public eye and they need more budget. They already have insane budget, but they don't have the other two yet. Film Pro is definitely growing, but especially now after the whole coronavirus thing has sent everyone home, literally every single teacher is producing video content one way or the other whether it be live or it be stuff that they actually put out and some of it like sucked and it was awful to watch and it's like they just activated their screen recorder and talked for 30 minutes and five minutes of it is valuable knowledge right like what you actually needed to know like both the teachers and the students especially in like I don't want to be a cliche but in these changing times like it should be required
0: yeah i tend to agree i think i think that now that we've kind of told uh most of the film story at least as seen by us uh we can we can stop and take a bit of a look back and sort of elaborate a little bit on what pete has said here like like we've seen well mostly between the three of you but i'll go ahead and say that between the four of us in this call we've seen uh the film program through a lot of different angles we've seen um how it interacts with the other broadcast programs we've seen the kind of people that come through here we've seen the pros and cons so if you had to look ahead to the future uh, and we've a lot we've touched a decent amount on where we think that it should go but but what kind of change first of all what change would you make right now if you could um pete sort of mentioned it but if you could restructure a class or something like that uh or change something like the dates of, or length of pctv for example if you could make one change right now what would you do that's my change yeah i figured uh, but i wanted to see what everybody else had as well um and secondly what do you think you've seen on your time coming through these programs that isn't talked about nearly as nearly as much as it should like people that are underrated other programs that are underrated ideas that are underrated um or just things that you think have a right to be mentioned that aren't as much
3: i don't know i think well so for the first thing i think film i think film at pinecrest uh, has a good future at least short term because i think ever since the film production class opened up i think there's been more people going into film like whether it be just like complete newbies like you or people funneled through pcnn or pctv and that and then going into film production and then you know later on to film studies and whatnot um and now there's more competitions other than stm like now you have um all-american and i know like like miss a has miss a has you know a bunch more um like you know, just like on her on her email list and stuff. Like, there's a lot more, just availability and stuff you can do with film now. So film is like you know, I think back in like middle school, um, and like even like beginning of high school, like film was kind of like the afterthought of PCTV. But now more people are, more people are expressing interest. You know, like like even the teachers, like like Mr. Vos, uh Mr. Vogue and Mr. Burgess are dedicating more time to to the film kids, um, which I think is good. Um broadcast uh in terms of broadcast, I think I think Pete's Pete's ideas are pretty good in getting more people involved in that. And I think that would also get more people involved in film too.
2: It would just get, you know, just bring more people interested. It definitely Um, would because broadcast and film are inherently intertwined. Yeah. And like the the broadcast is the best way film and broadcast working together in that way is the best way to pad out time with entertaining content that the broadcast kids don't have to make. And it's the best way for the film kids to have a better experience because their content is getting viewed and getting feedback from everyone else.
3: Yeah. um, Like, I I, like, I like, that's kind of how we got involved. I mean, at least you know pete and i yeah pete saw pete saw the broadcast when he was little and was like oh that's cool i want to do that and i saw the films in the broadcast and i was like oh that's cool i want to do that um but you know especially especially for like the the youngins it's really good and even if you know even in high school a lot of people you know don't like really know what they want to do yet so if they still have if they still have that 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 you know the films being played and just more time given to PC TV it would at least show that like there's a greater emphasis of it and that that at the very least would get people more interested in it. for sure um i don't know as for the as for the second thing i i need to like think more about it i don't really it's like things things that are not very representative. I mean, I'd, I'd say almost, like, film in general. Yeah. But nowadays, it's, like, nowadays, like, not, I think nowadays, especially this past year, film has gotten pretty pretty well known and respected, at least by word of mouth. You know, yeah. you don't really, like, no one at Pinecrest has seen any of the films, really. They just they, know like, it's a fun class. Yeah, unless they've, like, gone to, like, the film showings or something, um, which you know most people don't do um so but i i know at least by word of mouth i know a lot of people know that it's a real thing i just don't think people you know no one's really seen it uh which i think is a shame you know uh a lot of a lot of the films that have been made are you know are pretty pretty high quality um even by like student
2: standards yeah uh on the topic of things that are underrated or like not talked about enough i think animation mm. just in general yeah. um and especially that there's zero overlap and like communication between the art programs and the film programs but there could be some serious collaboration there because yeah, the same art same kids thing. are already learning basics of animation yeah. or even more beyond that but they're not learning how to Make it anything more than just like, like they're not they're not really combining with the film kids to really make something, and they could make great things that way, okay. or even without collaborating with the art programs, just within PCTV and film. I think another a bigger emphasis should be placed on like motion graphics and special effects and like Adobe After Effects. Mm-hmm i wish i wish that we had gone more into after
4: mm-hmm. in effects yeah, and after effects uh, is huge yeah in she our, totally in our ending
2: half of the film production class rather than do final cut and premiere and like have to learn the basics again on a different program i kind of wish that we just did premiere and then after effects and note how both of those tracks would have been teaching me things that i already knew because i already knew a lot about premiere going in And obviously it was a very valuable experience because I learned a lot about Premiere because that was the first time I had any formal training. Uh, And so there were a lot of like very obvious things that I didn't know because I was self-taught. But like we learned Final Cut and it was like learning how to, it was like learning how to do things with my left hand because I didn't, like I never used Final Cut but I'm trying to do things I already knew how to do in Premiere. And then we just learned Premiere Like, okay, I learned I learned tangentially more than before, but like I'd like to have more. So like rather than do like Final Cut and Premiere, they did like Premiere and then After Effects or Final Cut and then Motion. I think is the equivalent on the Apple
0: side. Pete, you want want me to give you my hot take?
4: What's your hot take?
0: Let me give you my hot take. You ready? Here's the fix. Film production one class. Second semester, no more editing. Put no more editing. Maybe you cover editing like a little bit in first semester. Like, like you speed up first semester so that it's more editing or more so you can put some of editing in there, but you cover it way less and you pick one, one um, NLE and you focus on it for like a couple weeks just so people can kind of understand it. Second semester, everybody's going to make a film. And I don't mean the kind of thing where like if you get one shot in 45 minutes and you can't get half your shots, but you can prove that you know what you're doing, then like it's fine. You actually have to make a film. And then exam week comes around sometime when people are really stressed, 50% off the popcorn at, at the union. We set apart a, a period where everybody goes to the, to like an assembly or whatever, and we show all the films and if people are allowed to bring popcorn or whatever, and it's a way to de-stress as opposed to a stupid, like, I don't know what, what's it called? The zone that they make in the library.
2: It's like that no stress no zone. Yeah. Stress as opposed to a no stress zone, <laughs> you get to
0: show off the projects that people have been working on. So there's way more incentive to actually do them and people can de-stress and actually watch these cool things. And then you take, if you really want to do an editing class, that's like proper editing, you make a film pro, like actually film pro two class, uh, which is equivalent of like a second year of it. And then you focus on not just properly doing all the NLE stuff, but you do after effects and you do more stuff with animation if you want, uh, and you do stuff with color correction that can be a bit deeper. I don't know if you can do a full class out of that, but. So
3: Gabe, so here's the thing. The class, what you were saying about like having a semester dedicated to just making films that class already exists, and it's the second film studies class.
2: Yeah, well, I, no. I know yeah. There, were, there were only three people the first, in that class, and they didn't even get to make their films because really? coronavirus canceled everything.
3: Yeah, current, well, yeah, J-
1: Jimmy so, was able to make uh, a little bit of his. That was the one yeah. that you were going to work on, Gabe. I, yeah, I worked could, on it yeah, with him
3: in tenth grade. In tenth grade, we in tenth grade, be uh, I was in that class. It was me, me, Jimmy, and Ryan Fogelman. There was literally three people in the class, and the problem is, you know, we all made stuff. It's just the problem is you can't really make it a big thing because it's literally three people.
0: Right. Um, And it's like a third-year class. Like that's that's
2: when you go and beg the film production kids who have no interest in your project. So, yeah,
3: that's so, that's what we had to do. So that's what I experienced. And, and back then, back then it was even worse because film production didn't exist. So we had to go to like random PCTV people and be like, hey, please help us.
2: Right. If the um, I remember if, if the film studies <laughs> two kids were coming in constantly begging in our class for, for film pro kids to do it, and I had no interest in it then, I can imagine how little interest the PCTV kids would have had. Right.
3: Yeah. But, which is why I think the coming years will be better because so... What happens, is so when people want to first go into the film program, they first do film production and they learn camera stuff first semester, editing stuff second semester. Then the next year they take film studies one and they learn about like how to write a script and how to like actually make a movie. And even in film studies one, it's like we still like did some film stuff. Like we had to like go out and like shoot specific scenes. Um, and then, so you're still, you know, you're still like getting refreshed on the technical knowledge. And then in film studies too, it's all about just going out and making movies. Um, and if there's a lot of people in it, then it will actually be enforced. The problem is when I took it in 10th grade, there was just three people and the the seasoned veteran, Ryan Fulgerbaum, was... You know he was really talented but he was also a lazy piece of crap and he wouldn't do anything and then miss a would get really mad and me and jimmy would follow ryan's example and so we didn't do anything either and so and miss a would just constantly get mad at us every week for doing nothing and uh yeah it was bad but if there's more people in the class then like the chances of just nothing happening
2: are a lot less less well, so. so the On that topic, in film production, a problem I noticed when it came to people being lazy pieces of crap was that um, that class had a lot of people in it. And I'm sure Dave, I'm sure all three of you can attest to this, that in the film production classes, a lot of times people would just kind of wait around because there were a lot of people. They would wait around for someone else to do what they have been told to do, or they'd wait around for someone else to take charge and do it and so in my film production class it was usually me or mostly zoe but sometimes me that would have to step up and like tell people to get their shit together and go actually like work and what to do like zoe
3: would zoe would tell people to start doing stuff even if they already were doing it just because yeah
2: but yeah yeah it's the same yeah so like the a lot of people i think it comes from a place of like not being confident in your knowledge that you already have because people wouldn't people would know exactly what to do once you told them to do it but then i'm sure that like in the classes where no one has that leader person to step up nothing would happen so like there would be a lot of like zoe would do it a lot and it was very valuable that we had someone to tell everyone what to do. But then some days either her leadership would be flawed and it wouldn't be effective or she wouldn't be there or something. And I would take charge, but some days, like both me and her would just be so tired of everyone's crap that we would just not like try and push everyone to do things. Cause we, we like, we were just so mentally tired from, doing it every other day so some days just nothing would happen really because there's no one like pushing for it so I think if the if the teachers pushed a little more in yeah, that the regard did. like like I think maybe in the earlier the earlier stages of these classes the teachers maybe took on like a directorial role yeah and everyone else was doing the smaller roles that could be very valuable too and teaching people how to lead or how to be led. Yeah. I think that's a- early, like, what they're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do.
3: I think I think that's why like, Miss A Miss A is actually good for that in yeah. a larger group because like when Miss A gets mad, like she gets very annoying and like it gets <laughs> to a point where you just like don't want to deal with her anymore. So you're like, All right, fine, I'll go out and I'll do it. Um,
2: that, that never happened in film studies. In film, yeah. Studies. Yeah. She in film got, studies. She probably got she probably got less
3: mad. Yeah.
2: I don't yeah. know. Uh, do the early days at the kids who like the freshmen who <laughs> say nothing. Like we would, like she would ask, she'd ask the seniors questions, and me, Jason, Heaven, and Brents, so we would all give like well thought out responses. And there was a sophomore who, uh, he was awesome, but I forgot his name. His name eludes me right now because Benny, like, Benny, yes, Denny, Denny, yes, I love that kid. Yeah, he's but, awesome the two freshmen in that class at the the very end of our our discussions that Miss A would be like all right what did you guys think of the film and they'd be like it was good I liked it I thought it was funny like you know and there's always going to be those people in every class and you can you can teach someone to fish but you can't teach them right yeah I
3: was supposed to talk about food production too and yeah you know the problem with that class is like there was only three of us so it was like she could only like get mad at us to a certain point before it like you know just like didn't matter because it was like barely a class
2: but, high schoolers definitely need to be pushed in that way yeah but, so, like if there if there's if, a group if, if it was taught by anyone other than miss a it would be a lot worse like, yeah it's definitely like, vital
3: so it's like if studies. if there was if there was a group like let's say it was like Like the film production class, right? With Pete and like how like if Zoe and Pete weren't there and there was no leader, if there was a solid group there, then Miss Say would, at the very least, be able to like bicker them into submission or just
0: yell (laughs) at them until they did it. That's one way to describe it. She
3: normally just she normally just yells at them until, like, they either get scared, or until they're just like, "Fine, I'll do it."
4: especially effective
3: motivator
0: here's the one thing that I will mention and I'll try to keep it br- brief because I feel like Brent's one sad sign um uh is that Please I feel like I feel,
4: like, I feel like it's it. a
0: far more effective motivator if you give them an actual like like yes okay you miss a would definitely miss a could get me to do almost anything she'd tear up I'm me. saying I'm um, saying this is,
3: this is like a last <laughs> resort like this is oh, like this sure. is in the case of like everyone like has the script and has all the technical
0: knowledge
4: and there's just, just being. Way. no
3: one wants to do it right, right. but the way that i and see it it's almost just like
4: down.
0: like if you're in those classes like you've already dedicated a lot of time to this program this is not film pro one obviously i'm talking about the case of like film studies too so yes. i feel like people who have done that are a lot more likely to like already be passionate about what they're doing if there's an actual end to it if you're going to show it to somebody if you're going to be able to you put it somewhere that. or something yeah, i I, I, I still good think good. so but there's no thing there's so, nothing to do with it right now like you're doing it for the sake of doing it that's kind of different
2: that's what, that's what you would think, but I remember in the film study, because we shared a period film studies and um, whatever the class for seniors was, where they were making a film, and like, mm-hmm. you can have passion for something and like it and want to do it and still... And just, just not be motivated. Be motivated.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess that's TSA in like, a nutshell, to be fair.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, Miss A was definitely, like, if Miss A wasn't there, and none of those films, if Miss A wasn't there and coronavirus didn't happen, none of those films would have been made because none of those films were made anyway because coronavirus. But if Miss A wasn't there, none of them would have been made because she was just such an effective like motivator, like yeah. it was, it, It's just it's impossible to describe, but like yeah. Well, yeah,
1: people me. would want to like people would like ask her um to look at the like the first page of their script and she'd be like first you gotta finish you gotta fin. yeah finish the whole script and then I'll look at it yeah yep. and that and people would finish it faster then
3: um oh yeah I was gonna say like you know like after like Miss A would like you know like like yell at us to like go make the film it's like you know at the end of the day it's like we all we all love Miss A just cause you know like she she just like you know gets things done and she cares um but from what from what Gabe was saying like like, like, Ryan Fogram is a prime example because, like, you know, he's, he's the most talented um, student filmmaker I've ever seen, and he obviously has a lot of passion for film, but, like, he would never, like, want to work on it, like, during class or anything like that. And he never, like, when he finished, at the very beginning of the year in Film Studies 2, he finished his Vietnam War film and after that miss a was like all right make a new script and he was just like all right and then he wouldn't do it um so eventually like miss a had to resort to like threatening to fail him the class in order for <laughs> him to actually write the script this sounds like the, the end, work it on
2: game project
3: it, in the end it worked because eventually he did write a script i never saw it i never saw what he wrote, but he sent something um to Messe. so you know basically regardless of how talented or passionate you are about something there's still you know there's still potential for there to be like you know laziness or a lack of a motivation so it's important that you have someone or something to give you the push
2: yeah i definitely relate to the lack of motivation thing because like we've had all this time in the coronavirus and first we had school so I and tons and tons of busy work so I didn't have very much time and then things started opening up a little bit more after that so I had people to see and stuff to do but like when I'm just alone it's very hard to motivate myself to work on like a game project like I have this I have this project that I'm working on on my own 100 percent it's very hard to be like yeah i'm just gonna do it even though like i this is like my life is video games and like what i want to do is make video games but it's still very hard to be like all right you lazy piece of crap work on it now like
0: yeah.
1: so
2: the, the motivation from the teachers is invaluable for that
1: go back to the question you had asked before gabe because I, I had wanted to add a few uh things we kind of like got off on that tangent was
0: good absolutely what, what question specifically because i feel like it was like
1: it was the final question it was the final two-part question i just oh, i, I remember i had, had some were, thoughts to share yeah.
2: things were underrated
1: oh yeah okay um changing wise i feel like uh Pete said a, a little bit with the artists, but like, also, I think at Pinecrest, there's a, a large portion of gifted writers that have no, like have never even thought of working with the film people. And I feel like people have, um, there's a lot of people who write stuff for, I, I forget what it's called, like the scribbler or the paw print yeah. or whatever, the publication. And, um, I think those people would, Be able to be at least of some use to helping people write stories and stuff. Writing good scripts. Um, Yeah, exactly. Writing a good script. Yeah, even your book, because those people are storytellers. They're telling stories of everyone in the grade.
3: Quite a number of scripts, and like almost all of them are garbage. Cooperation (laughs) with
2: the English department would be very valuable because yeah, I, I have PTSD flashbacks of all of the times where we're doing some kind of project like stn or all american or tsa where there's a bunch of kids that are put on the team that have no idea what they're doing and they're just the filler like grip kids and there's only so many people that you can tell you to go like buy props or get you coffee or something like (laughs) there's only so many people that you can have to do that so it's always how fast you drink the coffee there's always the leftover kids that those are the kids that are told to write. Yeah, I
4: yeah, that was true. Confused. They always yeah. produce
2: garbage <laughs> that is never used. Well, it's always, in it's, the it's end.
3: funny because it's it's like the leftover grip. It's like the yeah. leftover
2: grips and like the director. So you it's were, like the director you were you were you were like the least valuable person to be a grip. Like you're the person who knows the least about knowing nothing. So you are the person we're going to tell to write this. Like, it's just not nearly enough makes emphasis sense. put on free <laughs> production. That happened yeah. at TSA. That happened at STN. I gone mm-hmm. to, I've gone to STN. I would have gone to my sixth STN this year. I went to five of them. I went to I two All-Americans. I went to two All-Americans. I went to two TSAs on top of that there had to have been more projects oh, yeah every S10 had a practice day so it's like i like probably 15 times i've done these like projects on a on a time constraint every single time if it's film related the kid who knows nothing is the one who's told to write why are you telling him to write? Yeah. He knows I guess because like
3: everyone And his like, thing is not people going to be all the people who know how to like use a camera and like use audio are like too important to like have have them like go for an hour writing. Because they like mm. already like have to be like setting up everything. It's just time. it's 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 another reason why the STN having everything in such a big time crunch is so bad, is because immediately you need all of the the technical people to be doing their thing, and all right, of the story people story. to be doing their thing. But there's like, there's there's a little room for communication between the two. So yeah, yeah. I
2: definitely I definitely agree with Brent's yeah. collaborate with the English department and the writer and the writers, yeah. and the scribbler. Put more yeah. emphasis on writing. And all this stuff, all this stuff that we're saying comes from more growth of yeah. the program, mm-hmm. more student involvement. Because like when all the I'm sure that I'm sure that most of the people who are involved in the student films would be much better at writing than the last grip, who knows nothing about nothing. But they can't because, you know, you're already missing a camera guy like you, you need three camera people, you only have two, but you need three cameras set up anyway.
0: Here's the here's the one different. thing I will mention though, Pete, and then I'll let Brent's finish, is that you're talking about how it's um it's like relative to growth, and I definitely think you're right, but this is a problem. Like this this lack of like taking from other departments as like feeders for talent is a problem across every program I've seen at Pinecrest. TSA yeah, is yeah. a perfect Agreed. example of that. TSA is growing ridiculously fast. It has a ridiculously huge budget, and it's got its own rooms and everything now. Um and yet every team struggles with something whether it be art or music or sound effects or whatever when we have musicians and art departments at our school and people who do theater and even the entire film and pctv department which could enhance a lot of those projects but there's no overlap in in feeding from there so growth is certainly part of it but it has to be done tactically i think because the way that tsa did it was too fast with no no oversight and no like plan um so you need to build those bridges
2: yeah, TSA. Yeah. TSA is what happens when you like, when you dump money on something without a plan.
0: Yeah, it won the lottery, but he was a plumber. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know, it's. Um, I totally agree that there just needs to be so many more connections because that's what made, makes Pinecrest so special. Is there's so many different aspects and all these different kids who are very passionate or very good problem. at one or two things, and none of them talk like, like. I don't just, know they don't mesh. Grade.
2: I don't know half of our grade still. I knew every single person at Pinecrest Boca. I knew all their names 100%. All the people who came, all the people who left. Like at the end of 8th grade, I could if you showed me a picture of someone, I could name them and I could tell you like 10 things about them. But there's still there's still people on Face like on Facebook or Instagram, I'll be browsing and they'll friend request me or follow request me and I'm like, who the heck is this person? And it says pc20 i'm like what this pete, person I don't, school? Pete, I don't know pete i don't know half the people
0: fight. on this podcast i don't know half the people on this podcast and they're the ones <laughs> leading their fields like they're at the forefront <laughs> of what they do
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: ridiculous um yeah the, so the artist thing and everything is valuable and, and me as an animator i actually wanted in the last two months that we didn't really get of school i wanted to work with some of the art people on some animation stuff because I think they would be really interested in designing characters for like a stop motion, flipbook style, um, animated thing. That's another thing. But then also, the second part of the question was, um, what's what's an unspoken part or underrated part of film? Right. That was. I think that something we haven't talked about much is is just the culture of film and all the kids that are in it. Like all of us, there's like a certain not, not way of joking, but like way of talking and understanding that we all have that like, and it's almost like a technical humor and like, we're all able to joke about different things. And it's like kind of a mesh with like meme culture too. Mm -hmm. And like, I think we all like, like by looking at film, you start to get to delve into the creation of media and the ideas behind how things are made and how people communicate. And because of that, you're able to break down human communication in ways where you can find humor in things that wouldn't normally be like wouldn't have previously been humorous. And because of that further level of empathy slash um, understanding of what people are trying to convey, you guys are like everyone who's in film is able or who gets involved in film is able to, to connect more and also just have more fun with things and through that fun you're able to be more motivated to make a better quality product
2: yeah i definitely agree with that the culture of the film department was definitely very unique pctv and film were very intertwined but their biggest difference was definitely culture mm-hmm.
4: yeah. flying is well, elf.
1: yeah, yeah exactly so <laughs> it's like flying is a... <laughs> dude
2: even i know what that <laughs> it, is if if coronavirus didn't happen, Mitch, Mitch was
1: coming. God, dude,
4: <laughs> Mitch. I can't believe
0: that. No, no, we that's not real. Insane. That wasn't real, by the way.
1: Really? It wasn't real?
0: Apparently, some people in our class, like, faked a Mitch email to him, and that's who. <laughs> that's what that all was. It wasn't actually no! Mitch at any point in time. Apparently, it was all compliment. fake. It was all fake. <laughs> um, that's actually was, also, really funny, yeah. though.
2: Okay, I'm so working. context for, the, for anyone who's <laughs> listening.
1: To right, that yeah, that there's so much context about. here. <laughs>
2: mitch mitch was in our final cut. Hendorf, edit. right i don't remember his last name i don't know but in our final cut editing uh class we had stock footage of this guy and his helicopter business and like I, we did this a year and a half ago and i still know like flying is something i've had a passion for. Of
1: course, ever cool. since, I like, since i was a little kid <laughs>
2: Like, we all know this, and it's like we, we know his thing by heart. If you play yeah, him, from back,
3: editing, playing all of his clips over and over, and over. yeah, we play his
2: clips over and over again. And we, we, when we got bored of making the actual news piece, we would like remix them. And one of our favorite remix like, we make him say like funny things. One of our favorite, like, accidental discoveries was one day if you press L on the keyboard and then you press J. Like, it'll go backwards. Like, if you press L, it'll play. Like, it's going forwards. And you press J, and it'll immediately go from where it was and just start playing backwards at normal speed. So at the beginning, when he says, flying is something I've had a passion for ever since I was a little kid or whatever he goes, you press L, and he says, flying is. And then you press J, and him talking backwards sounds like he's saying an L. And so you can make him say, flying is L, and it sounded like that. Like that was oh, one of the biggest. Man. You would
0: have had to joke. be there, guys.
1: Yeah.
4: You, well, you, and then, um like a you had to be yeah. there kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, then, and then, was, and, then, the and, then and, and then you put in the Quattro the Quattro drive, train.
0: drive train? <laughs> Oh, the V8 engine. Oh man. <laughs> and then, that. and then, so there was like,
1: an, yeah. So for context, <laughs> so there was, this, there was like car. another like Audi one, right? Yeah. Or it was another yeah. car one. You're, you're and then, and then we, what we started to do is like, there'd be this line that's like, and then you put in the quattro drivetrain. And so then what we'd start to do is we'd combine Mitch and this quattro drivetrain guy and we'd be like, the quattro drivetrain is a passion I've had since I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Like We just create these like abominations of well, edits. Of the
3: best thing is like, no one knew like what a quattro drivetrain I mean, No one yeah. knows what a quattro drivetrain <laughs> about. It's, it's something
0: that the, I think the funniest thing, back. the funniest thing is that we were all in like, I think we were all in different classes, right? And yet this has happened yeah. every year, and it's the same <laughs> jokes that come up every, every year. Every year we discover the same thing. It's yeah. so funny.
2: You guys no. discovered flying as an elf completely independently of us.
0: And no, Mr. Uh, Bir- did we? I think so. I thought yeah. it came from you guys. We discovered everything else independently, but I don't know if flying as an mm-hmm. elf came from you or from us. Mr. In Boy, it, Mr. it came o- from us o- originally. Us that right. They were
2: having flashbacks to our year. We it may have very
0: well done it independently, let's be honest.
2: We're yeah. independently discovering the same jokes that we have. That's so funny.
1: That class was also the origin of uh, Brank. Yeah. It, yeah.
4: <laughs> like, that's, the then that game. meme
1: has affected me like ridiculously. Like <laughs> probably, I don't know, like maybe 20% of the grade. And then a bunch of freshmen and like sophomores and stuff call me Brank. Because, (laughs) and so this whole thing started because we just are naming our files at the beginning of the year and I'm typing Brunt's and I forget to put the E on the end. And so I just say it once. I'm like, Brank. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Literally
1: everyone just started calling me that. And Mr. Burgess was like, hey, what's up, Brank? And then (laughs) then from then on, it was like, oh, well, that's going to be what it is for like the rest of eternity. (laughs)
2: That's just your name now.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like Chonk.
2: I wonder you, you have to tell us. We you cannot tell anyone at your your college.
1: Lola Marymount, Prank. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you cannot tell anyone. And you need to tell us if Brent is somehow discovered or resurfaces there.
1: <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> like I you have a
2: chance to escape, but also I feel like it's kind of inevitable.
1: It could happen. Yeah, it's like Thanos.
4: <laughs>
3: Brink oh, <man>. too.
4: Revenge <laughs> of the Sith.
1: Oh, and then also I wanted to say um, a thought about, like, animation in general, is that with animation, like, literally anything is possible. And I feel like a lot of animated TV shows either don't neglect to realize that or just don't realize that. And, like, you can literally do anything with animation. It might be harder to draw, but, I mean, you can literally... I, I can't say it any other way. You can do anything, anything you could possibly draw. And like the show, like, like Rick and Morty for what it is, it does that really well at imagining literally anything that could happen. Um, but I just think imagine, like that's something that's a big draw of animation is anything can happen. Um, yeah,
2: animation, animation's is hugely important to like, especially media franchises that go on forever. Because like, there would be no way that something like Star Wars, the Clone Wars would be possible live action to have like the choreography of the battles and the huge scale of the fights and stuff like that. That could never be done for a, a kid's TV show like consistently every week. And like, mm-hmm. even in like the movie, like, if they need in the movies, if they need a young character from a young version of a character where the actor is like old now, like they did that in the Irishman too, where right, with, um, with De Niro. They, oh yeah, De Niro changed age throughout the whole movie. It was awesome, and like he looked, he looked like real. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't. If you, I, I didn't know that they did that at first, and I was wondering, like, this makeup is insane. Like, how would they make him look so young? Like, no, it was, it was animation. It was CG.
1: That was cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: CGI. CGI is something that I wish that I wish we learned a little bit more, because it's like. Mm-hmm it's everywhere no i think that's beyond the scope
1: yeah that'd be like it film production is. too Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> there, there were like,
2: film production like 27. darn because like <laughs> the amount of work it takes to work on one 3d model like that and have it not fall into the uncanny valley mm. and then what do you the... mean
0: pete you just put it yeah. into after effects you track the camera and then you put some text on the wall cgi Yeah what's what's
3: great is like i remember i think it was like avengers it was like infinity war Endgame, and we were staying for the credits and the after credit scene and when the credits were going it was like oh like you know director writers you know it was a couple of people CG, and then it got to like 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 cgi animation and it was literally like like over a thousand people yeah
1: it's like tons of people like, doing it, it. it's like I mean, when your main,
2: when your main uh, villain is CGI and he's basically the main character, like you kind of need to make him look good. Yeah. Basically
0: every character in that movie is like 50% CGI. Yeah, exactly. Either in the you know, things like, that they do like, or in them themselves. Or it's
4: like so
3: much manpower in this like crazy expensive equipment and like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's That's so cool though. Totally I mean, it's like, I want to know how to do
2: it, but it's like, yeah. Uh, We've come all this way, with CG and animation and all that. And you know, you know what was the precursor to Thanos and Young De Niro? The first full CGI character ever. You know who it was? Was it was it like the Rock Mummy? Nope. It was Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that was Wait, the, who? the first full wow. CG, right? Yeah. Jar Jar Binks was the first oh. <laughs> full CG character
0: in yeah. any. Sure enough. Of course.
3: A real Jar Jar. classic.
0: Oh, that's incredible. All what right, we're we're getting a little long, so I am going to bring us around uh, to the last question that wow. I had. Uh, and this is this is how I'd like to end these because I think it's it's an important it's an important opportunity to to, to have. Is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to either people that were really impactful to you as you came up through the program and i think you've mentioned a lot of them or people who you see as like rising up through the program now who you think are going to be important later or so anything in the middle
2: all right i want to shout out teachers i'm not real i'll leave shouting out students to everyone else but i want to shout out some teachers so mr burgess the goat the man behind everything the og (laughs) His hands his, Mr. Burgess's hands are in everything with any video thing and he's just a legend. Um, doctor now Dr. Spencer I don't know if he still is doing um, any of the film or video stuff anymore, but like that I, man I was, think he is now. That man was so influential on both me and Spencer like just in general, even outside of film because we had him a lot for math class too yeah for like wheel classes so dr spenson um mr boge also the goat like that man that man is probably the most interesting person to talk to on the planet he just knows so much about so many things like yeah he's just the stories
0: he'll tell bro oh my god he's
2: just so wise Mm -hmm. he's very
3: he's very well versed in in like just pop culture and like film stuff and life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: Real and i want to i want to shout out um miss porter who i think is leaving pinecrest but i want to shout miss porter out for saving pcnn uh because <laughs> because there was this teacher who i'm not going to name that became the like main teacher of pcnn i think when i was in 8th grade and she was just the worst and no one like no one liked her and she wound up not finishing out the year and miss porter came and made like the last bit of like the last half of eighth grade pcnn which is the most important year of it for me she just made it awesome and then she had to then she you have to give her a shout out too for dealing with me and jason for two years in a period together uh and freshman freshman and sophomore me and jason which is extra extra feat it's like miss yeah. a had us both but we were seniors we were tame at that point yeah, and Miss A. Yeah, gotta shout out Miss A.
3: We did it a little bit earlier, but yeah. We are, she she is the big film mama, and we are her
4: babies. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Oh man, Miss A, Mr. Purgis, Mr. Bowers, they're all like beasts for PC film. Yeah, so um,
2: Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah, of yeah. PC yes. film. PC film and television production. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know.
0: I'll throw a student name in there who um, wasn't necessarily, like, super impactful, but is just a really nice guy and doesn't put himself in the spotlight at all, uh, Jonathan Kahn.
1: Um, I was going to say him, too. Jonathan oh, Kahn he's a is a
0: super nice guy, and he's really talented. And, and he's a grinder, too. He's an absolute grinder.
1: Good
2: fellow,
3: yeah. Great guy. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, he's already graduated, and we mentioned him a lot, but Ryan Foberbaum. Yeah. Uh, you know just to you
2: know i never talked absolute... to him i never talked to him a ton but the times that i did i definitely learned new things like he yeah, definitely he's... every time i talked to him which was like three times he changed my perspective on the world
3: yeah he's he, he's such an interesting kid because like he's just so like passionate about his interests And, like, he's so passionate to the point where it's, like, you know, his talent is just, like, unreal. Like, literally, in in eighth grade, Mr. Svensson brought Ryan Falkenbaum over to the Boca campus to, like, show us, like, what he did. That was the first time I met him. And then I met him again in tenth grade, and then that's how he, like, became friends. And... He was a huge influence to me, you know, both in in film stuff. Like, at, at STN, he had the tradition of Meme Team, which was, like, a, you know, a skit that he did where he'd basically just go around and, like, prank random people at STN. Mm-hmm. And he'd also have, like,
2: random, like...
3: It, 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 think, like, Eric Andre, but, like...
2: At and he, keep in mind he would do this it's not on a good conference. reference his group competition crazy eights and his individual yeah and produce uh, a third thing that was better than both
4: of them yeah that's terrifying and he, just for himself
3: at, and, and at his senior year his last stn he he had me um you know do the camera work and like help him with like a lot of the skits and it was a great honor <laughs> so, um <laughs> Yeah, and between that and you know, with with the music and uh, even just like a lot of like the memes, uh, you know, definitely want to give a a good shout out to him.
2: If we're shouting out students, we got a shout out. We got a shout out, Jason. We got a shout out, Jake Olezky. Yeah. We got a shout out, Heaven. Heaven, yeah. We got a shout out, Zoe. Shelby. We got a shout out, Jimmy.
1: Jimmy, yeah. well, was, Jimbo, was
2: a, lot. a lot of big
4: boys.
1: Yeah. Connor Byrne. He was in a film production uh, class. Um, yeah. Dennis.
4: Denny.
1: <laughs> AJ Isaac.
4: Oh
2: I don't, I don't know if they're gonna continue film.
1: Right, yeah, they might have done it for arts, but I still I like them. Was, they're funny I guys.
2: A good movie. <laughs> I thought it was entertaining. This one didn't make me fall asleep in class.
0: All right. Well, if that's it then, I think we, uh, we're we getting around to, to rounding out the show. Do you guys have any closing thoughts, comments, any other shoutouts?
2: Anyone want to play Rocket League?
0: I'll play Fortnite. I'll do it. Lord Almighty. Uh,
2: but, you, yeah, know, <laughs> play, you want to play Rocket League with me and Spencer?
0: Absolutely, Pete. It would be an honor. If, all right,
3: yeah, Basically, if anyone wants to, to try out film or broadcast, I would definitely give it a give it a try, you know, um, in in middle school, I, I remember back at Boca, I don't know if it's still like this, but like you'd sign up like per semester or trimester. I, I forget how, I think it was trimester for some reason. You'd sign up per trimester, like what you wanted to do with your study hall period. And I literally just like tried PCNN for, for like one of those semester things. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I like it. So, you know, if if you're in middle school and you want to try it, that's that's a pretty easy way. And if you're in high school, um, you know, if you want to try it out for an art credit, it's you know it's something good. And if you end up pursuing it, that's also great. Um, you know, especially with film production now. Film production, film production is an awesome class. The teachers are great. The skills are great. And um, overall, it's a pretty good time. So.
2: Yeah, I think the the program needs more recognition in general. Yep. Yeah, from the school, right. from like there's no like there's no real big like awards at the end of the year like in fine arts. I'm pretty sure. Film. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
3: But yeah. They they need there needs to be like a, we should get an assembly that's just like a big film reel.
2: Yeah, Then <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> that,
4: that actually that would, would be, be so that good. That would be
2: a good use of time, other than having some some dude come. Lectures that drug bad for
3: the fifth time we <laughs> drug bad snapchat
2: bad <laughs> <laughs> remember kids it's public and permanent oh man <laughs> <That's so laughs>
1: <true>. yeah <laughs> i'd also say that uh instance, getting if any <laughs> if anyone uh feels creative or has an idea to pursue that idea and uh act on your idea because especially at pinecrest but anywhere there's so many resources around you to make that idea more of a reality and to uh, bring it to fruition. There's just so much stuff you can do. And also to ask your peers and your friends to help. Because if they like your idea, they'll totally help you out with it. And like, and even if they don't, they're still your friend. They'll, they'll help you out with it and they want to see you succeed. And especially your teachers too. They're, they're invaluable sources of information because they've been on the exact path you want to go on. And so you can ask them things and they'll be able to give you insights into stuff that you wouldn't have thought. Of.
0: I think that's it then. Thank you guys for coming. I've had a great time and uh, hopefully hopefully, people listening in have gotten a bit of an insight into, into the film world as a whole.
2: If you're an administrator listening in, let PCTV have a 40 minute period at the end of Friday every other week.
0: Yes.